This podcast is brought to you with limited interruption by Rudy Luther Toyota. Whether looking for an exciting brand new Toyota, a certified pre-owned vehicle, or getting quality routine maintenance and service for your vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota is the place to go. Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Subscribe to the podcast Beyond Politics. They host some of the biggest names and smartest minds. Beyond Politics is from a former Democratic congressman who helped ignite Barack Obama's campaign and a former campaign manager and political columnist. They go beyond the usual chatter on politics, news, science, and books. It's political and everything beyond on Beyond Politics. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show, for your Wednesday, Matt and, oh shoot, Twins lost. 5-4 was the final, they got a home run in the ninth. We had a guy in second, I don't know how many outs we had, but, uh, you know, they might win a first round, they actually might win a first round series this time around, but I I don't think they're going to win. Well, they play Texas, they're slumping. <laughs> Texas, um... You know, I, I will say this. It's a little encouraging. Here's one thing. Just only baseball talk I'll do. It is a little encouraging to see the fact that they, they all, all these games really, I mean, the first game kind of got away from them. But these last two games, they won one, they lost one. They stayed close. They fought hard with Tampa, which is is good. I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. Um, and, and Tampa is not the best team in baseball right now. That's I'd probably Baltimore, I would say. And then if you get to the World Series, it's going to be Atlanta because Atlanta's brutal. And so, you know, it, although, I mean, in, if if baseball playoffs go like they usually do, Atlanta will get knocked out by a wildcard team in the, first, in the second round. Yeah, that's usually how these things work with baseball. It's uh, it's the NCAA tournament without quite the same appeal. Exactly. There's there's a there's a well, it's like the NHL. Yeah, boy, oh boy, everyone wants to watch Boston and Las Vegas. What do you mean, Florida? Oh, okay, the eight seed. No one cares about. No one in Florida even cares about the team. Oh, okay, we're gonna have boy, oh boy, feel the excitement of Vegas versus Florida in ice hockey. <sighs> anyway, um. Heaven forbid you you have a uh, a Stanley Cup champion come from a place where uh, you know uh, they actually have ice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got me, got me, pray, you know, picky or something like that. Nine five two nine four six six two zero five nine five two nine four six six two zero five. Schechter is joining us. No Stein today. Cliff Schechter will join us at four thirty five or three thirty five three thirty five four thirty five his time. And we will uh, talk to him about various things and, and you know, guess. I mean, we're going to get into the, the whole faux impeachment here. And I note to, to self, when you talk to Cliff, when you get him on the phone, no no swearing. No, <laughs> just no swearing. Well, this impeachment does call for swearing, but we can't do it over the airwaves. Well, that's uh, the, the darn UFCC. Well, maybe, maybe we need to move my, we move my show to like midnight to two and then I can, I, you can actually, you know. Do a little bit of that action. You can kind of get the little salty language. Okay, you and uh, Cliff on there just uh, letting the language fly in the overnight hours. <laughs> it's it's that blanket macho. <laughs> Change the title. Uh, did you did you perchance find that Heartland Signal uh, uh, audio cut with Jasinski in it? Uh, yes, I do have that right here. I okay, okay. So I, I saw this. I mean, this was literally. I'm walking out the door. I saw this. I said, "Oh, I got it." If 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 they're posting this, I, I think this is the same guy we had. Um, you know, uh, you know, arm wrestling guy 
um, Abler was on with. And this is, okay. So we know about the whole thing with SROs. And the argument that Republicans don't want to make, but they're trying to make is they want kids to be smacked around by someone. And if you want proof of that, have I got an audio cut for you? This is John Jasinski, right? What dist- do we know? What di- I'll, I'll tell you what. When we play this, I'll dig dig up what district he is. But this is kind of giving up the ghost. Now, granted, the host is kind of driving this, but Jasinski is not exactly shying away from this conversation. So, go ahead and play this when you get the chance. Back in my day, and again, no one likes to hear that word. Our uh, our gym coach was the biggest human in the school. Gym coach came out and you guys were fighting. Gym coach broke it up and you all knew who was going to win and you broke it up. But you take that out of there and you say, Gym coach, you can't even talk to me. You can't touch me. Don't worry. You can talk to him. You can't touch him. Yeah. You see my issue there. And again, I don't want kids being beaten. That's not what I'm asking for. But if you take everything out of the adult's hands of what you can do for the kids, once kids find that out, get out of the way, honey. Bar the door. This is going to, we're going to have more problems before we get it fixed. My opinion. I agree. You're right. And you know, I'd, I'll date myself as well. What? I smarted off to my mother one time and I got a slap across the face and I never, ever did that again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I'm saying yeah. in some instances uh, and in watching what's going on with society, you know, it's I would use this. The man who talks as much as I do and with my personality, I shouldn't be allowed to be in sex ed health class in as a junior in high school. But one good thump to the back of the head is all I needed from the teacher to realize that I won't say funny things like that again until this class is over. It sometimes it's the appropriate thing. I didn't wasn't concussed. I just realized what I had to to do, and that was be quiet. <laughs> well, I had go a break. friend of mine in Catholic in Catholic grade school, and oh, his knuckles good. got hurt from uh, the ruler of the Catholic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, Beating the kids is fun. <laughs> I can relate. (laughs) Fair enough. You understand? It it, it fixes things. Hey, I'm not saying we want to beat kids, but God, wasn't it great when you just could give one a right hook right across the freaking jaw and put them into place? God, I love that. I loved when the the hulking gym teacher used to terrorize these kids, man. That was great fun. Um, Yeah. Uh, Do me a favor right now. Just, uh, Just note to yourself. Give Cliff a quick call right now, if you could, please. Thank you very much. Uh, this, all right, I want to just on this the 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 abuse issue here. Let's talk about this because once again, the the new SRO rules basically don't say you can't stop a fight, can't stop a crime. This what they're basically giving up the ghost is is they want they want the ability for a a. Basically, a teacher or a police officer to at at will smack a kid in the head if they think they're getting out of line, not because the kid has done anything wrong, but because he was getting a little mouthy. That basically, that you know, if they got out of line at all, that they're putting in place scaring kids, physically assaulting children. That's what they're calling for, and they say, and they can say all they like about, well, we're not talking about beating kids. Yes, you are. You're talking about people actually physically assaulting someone else's child and i can tell you right now that if that was the case with me i i i I would i would be livid i would be livid 
So 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a break real early here. I got Cliff Schechter ready to go here. We'll get Cliff on in and, and then we'll talk more about other things. And I'll get back to this because that audio is insane. 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. Minnesota, it's the Matt McNeil Show. By the way, Jasinski comes from south of us, Faribault, Owatonna. He's district, uh, Senate District 19, I believe. But hey, let's talk about how great it is to beat kids, huh? Jeez. Uh, 952-946-6205. Cliff Schechter is in today for Jeff Stein. He's kind enough to join us. we got a lot to talk about with what's going on in Washington, D.C. He is uh, joining us from, are you in the beautiful the metroplex of Cincinnati? I am in indeed in that beautiful Metroplex. What happened to my... Okay, I've got Jamar Chase on my fantasy football team. What the heck happened? <laughs> Dude, like, this is this last, like, this last week or two in the, the in the Schechter family household and, like, sports and music has just been such a disaster. There's the Bengals opening game. There's, like, Jason Dominguez of the Yankees. You know, there's... Uh, my my older son uh, is a enormous Aerosmith fan, and they just had to cancel a bunch of shows. Yeah. Of of Steven Tyler's vocal cords, like that's my son's favorite band, and my son is a singer. And actually, where I am right now is where his lessons are, um, and and all that stuff. And so you know that's his idol. And so we're having a rough time, man. I don't know what went on with the Bengals, but that didn't look like any team. Especially right after Burrow signed that new huge contract. I don't know, man. Uh. I don't know. I, I'm. They got. They're at. They're. Uh, they got Baltimore this weekend. Hopefully, they can right the ship. But uh, I'm a little concerned, to say the least. It's. It's. That's a home game, right? It is. Yeah. And so they. I mean, I don't even think it's sort of that they. They have to right the ship because the last two seasons, the reason they were in the trouble they're in is they started off terribly. You know, lost the first two of three or three or four, or whatever, and then had to basically run the table the rest of the season, and they still didn't have home field advantage. So. I mean, they put themselves in a hole, and I, we were like, finally, maybe they won't do that again. And here, you know, if they win, they lose another one, they're going to be right back in that hole again. Uh, by the way, just one quick thing, I wanted to get your thoughts. It sounded like you had a take on this. Uh, we have an we have an uh, issue going on. Republicans in the state of Minnesota are really upset because you know, cops can't, you know, cops not being able to beat kids is a bad thing. We just had an audio clip I played of a state Senator Jasinski down, a Republican down south of the metro area, yeah. talking about this. It, you know, the, it is amazing to me, once again, here's the the grand hill that the Republicans are making their stand on, beating children in school. I mean, why are they all so corrupt and stupid? I, I mean, I, I, there's a point where I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, so let me get the, so I understand correctly Beating kids in school is good. Kneeling on the neck of a, of a black man and killing him is good. But investigating Donald Trump will get you, if you're in the FBI or whatever, defunded. Like the most corrupt, ridiculous, clownish, treasonous president we've ever had. So it's like everything else with Republicans, which is if it's happening to somebody else, and I assume they, they're that this is about that too. That they figure it'll be happening to other people's kids. Yes. Maybe non-white people's kids. Yes. Or poor people's kids. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. But if anything, if they are ever held to the slightest bit of account for the fact that they're the biggest bunch of just morons, clowns, 
jokers. He's the biggest pile of trash. You probably heard the recent thing with Lauren Boebert getting kicked out of uh, a Beetlejuice show because she wouldn't shut up. Like, I mean, they just, they walk around and just, what, I mean, I, I can't believe these people have been among us forever, but maybe they have. I just wish they would go away. I wish well, we could, if, if they want to, you know, if Marge wants to secede or whatever, why don't they just t- pick a couple states and all go live there in their slop and in their failed economic theories and in their voodoo belief, in, you know, in, in, in whatever they, in their, their silliness and their idiocy. Because I just, I've had it with all, all of them. I really well, have. Yeah, Can we be adults and live like a democracy in the 21st century? Or do we have to deal with these lummoxes? Well, and you, okay, we, you brought up Lauren Boebert, and God, this makes me chuckle. Who does this? Who goes and vapes and takes pictures during a Broadway show? Who does this? And you and I both, we all, everyone here, small town, big city, we've all been there. You're at a high school football game, you're at a fair, you're in a movie, and some guy, even though it's non-smoking, tries to vape or f- smoke or, or basically starts talking the entire time. And, and then these are the yep. worst of humanity, and somehow... I, I blame the crossfire effect, which John Stewart called out a long time ago, which basically has yeah. the media contri- continues to portray these brick dumb hucksters as some sort of cohesive counterpoint to sanity. And, and I just I, I, I it is just nuts to me that this is we, this is like the worst. You know, how are you this much of a jackass? I mean, seriously, how are you well, this much of a jackass? There, there's how much are you this? How are you? And we've all run into these very same people and also movie theaters who won't shut up. And it's like we've all run into these very same people who are obnoxious, they're disrespectful, they're, they're just gross people. And yet here we've gone and we've chosen, not we, because the people listening here and you, me, whatever, are smart enough not to. But it's like not only are the, do we have to accept them among us, the, the, like mass groups of people have said, these are the people I want representing me. The trashiest, most disrespectful, most obnoxious, most stupid and I think the crossfire effect is a certain degree, but I think it's even more than that. It's the Fox News Republican Party effect, which is essentially told people cruelty is good. You know, like the old greed is good speech from Michael Douglas. Just, you know, from there, it's cruelty is good. Being trashy and low class is good. Disrespecting the people around you and not caring about them or what they value is good. You know, mm-hmm. being vicious and stealing stuff from other people and treating people as if they're lesser than you because of the color of their skin or who they worship, their whatever account, is yeah. good. Like, these are their values. Yeah. And they, and they prove it by sending these people to Congress. The fact that, that, the, that no matter what happens, even if Donald Trump's the nominee and gets his butt kicked, he's still going to get 40 or whatever, 40-something percent of the vote. Like, uh, it's amazing. And they wonder what's happened to this country. They've happened yeah. to this country. Well, That's what's happened. And you and I both have said, I mean, this last election cycle, there was at least four Republicans who got caught outright lying about their resumes, outright lying about them, which used to be a death sentence for your political career. You're done. That's you're you're admired if you're a Republican, which brings me to the the main point, which I want to do this whole and you touched on it, this whole stupid idea of impeachment. The same Republican Party that has a has Trump out there admitting he has done these crimes, blatantly admitting he's done his crimes. We know he's done these crimes, say nothing there needs to be investigated. They've got George freaking Santos in the house who is clearly a is just completely lying he is he's not who he is he should have been thrown out. He's got four different names. Yes. I mean, we don't even know if George Santos is it Anthony Devolder, is it <laughs> Kit Katara or whatever it was when he was 
when he was a drag queen, which, by the way, they have a, I don't have a problem with, but they do. Yeah. Uh, or at least they do if it's anybody else but them. Uh, I, I mean, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the Jewish lasers and all the other horrible things she's done and said. Lauren Boebert has slapped police officers, has gotten in all sorts of other trouble. The police have had to be called to her house because her, her, her ex-husband was sitting there with a gun and threatening people. I mean... You know, Debbie Lesko from Arizona has a history of criminal behavior. She also changed her name. I don't know who the hell she really is, but you never even hear her come up. She's like a like a whole Bonnie and Clyde thing with her husband and just blamed him for all. But, like, they're just the lowest, scummiest, most dishonest, most gauche people among us. And the Republican Party has become like flypaper. It's like, are you one? Are, are you? Do you have below a three-digit IQ? You know, do you dress like... You just rolled out of a pigsty. Uh, you know, are you loud and smelly and obnoxious and stupid? Well, come join the, the GOP. We're here for you. I mean, that's like, that must be like their new ad. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I can't believe that we have to even, like, answer to these people and treat them with a modicum. We, we didn't have you know? to. We didn't have to. It's the Ron Paul effect. Ron Paul realized years ago, back in the in the first decade of the century, that basically you could take over the Republican Party and drive it to a far right libertarian stance by taking over the state primaries and caucuses. And he did. And this is I mean, we are now in the age of Trump. I mean, this is what happens when you drive everything as far to the right as you can. And, I mean, right now, even these Republicans who are far-right stooges are not far-right enough. They're going to get primaried by guys that basically are like nuke Minnesota. I mean, that's their whole—that will be the whole argument. They'll, that will, I'm going to throw a nuclear bomb into Minnesota and take care of that problem. Vote for me. And he'll and get— I'm gonna, and- Okay. Go ahead. Oh, well, and he'll get forty-five percent of the vote for God's sakes. I mean, that's that's the crazy right. part. It's this is you. We've watched this slow train coming, and now they are so in, ingratiated into it they can't get away from it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so you know. I was only, I was just going to make a joke before and say when you said they were going to drop a nuclear bomb in Minnesota, they were going to make sure they had enough time to beat all the kids there though before <laughs> they did it. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, y- you know. They opened, look, it started, I mean, it's hard to find where it really started, but certainly it started, you know, to a certain degree with Newt Gingrich getting leadership of the House. Yes. A guy who obviously has been proven over the years, my God, they called this guy some kind of like a thinker or something, to be a complete gluttonous, pathetic, you know, dishonest clown who left a wife in the hospital while she had cancer for somebody he was cheating on her with. I mean, and and once that was leadership of the party, not just some back bench bum, you know, yelling things from the corner, but leadership, you know, that started, it started infecting all aspects of this party. And it, yeah, it took three, you know, two, three decades or took whatever, but more and more as people like that were the ones who became, you know, were, were the ones in leadership, were the ones who were making the rules. Other people left. Look, we just heard it today. Mitt Romney's leaving. Mm-hmm. I am no Mitt Romney lover. I think Mitt Romney's most of his policies are stupid and unworkable. Um, you know, I, I, but I think he, he at least at times, you know, he voted for the Chips Act. He voted for the infrastructure bill. He voted for the the one, you know, not enough, but at least something gun safety bill. Like he he, he came out and his, his announcement that he was retiring and, and said that we must do something about climate change. And he said a lot of dumb things too to try to equate Biden to Trump. So I'm certainly not not saying anything about him like he's perfect. Or whatever, but at least he's a serious person, 
And, and now he's leaving, and the other joker there with him, you bring up Ron Paul, I think of Rand Paul, whatever, is Mike Lee, who's a treasonous guy who, like, literally was texting with Trump trying to help the insurrection, and is an idiot who, who's just an obstructionist like, like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul who votes against everything. And that's, that's what we're going to get now. With Romney gone, that we're going we're gonna to get from Utah something that much more resembles... Sorry, fire truck going by. No, no problem. Uh, we're going to get something much more that resembles Mike Lee, because Democrats have a pretty hard time winning in Utah unless we can pull off a miracle. I mean, so every time it just gets dumber and dumber. You know, they get dumber and dumber. Uh, uh, and, and like uh, it, 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 that Pandora's box they opened with Gingrich and opened further with with the George W. Bush administration. You know, and some of that, like, you know, they kept thinking they could get away with it. I've heard even some of the never Trumpers more recently admit it. You know, they thought they could open it a little bit. They thought that they could, could you know, lie a little bit in campaigns, you know, you know, gaslight a little bit, deny a little bit. And like, but these guys got addicted to that. Yeah, they got addicted to the easy money from it and the easy elections. Sorry again. No problem. Nothing's not. happening right near me, but they're all going by. Um, <laughs> you know, like I mean, and, and it just seems like you know that that Pandora's box once it was open just blew open. Yeah. And became, I mean, the only people who can get elected that are semi-normal anymore is if there's a split primary and somebody sneaks through a couple swing seats and like you know a situation like the one in Utah where you've got someone like Mitt Romney with huge name recognition or Murkowski because of her dad and herself, huge name recognition. But, but without that, like the crazy right winger is always going to win in a primary. And this is what we're going to be looking at. Well, and I think we need to come to grips and you mentioned Romney and, and, and this is just reality. There is no such thing as a moderate Republican anymore. Nancy Mace is out there. The Republican from South Carolina is on board with this sham investigation yep. into Biden. Um, there's, there's what, 18 districts that have Republican representatives, but Biden won. They're all on board with this right now. You know, it's in, in Minnesota, the four Republican House members uh, who, who claim to not be extremists, they, they're all on board with this. There is, there is nothing left. And when you look at, let's look, we can add in there something on a state level, Wisconsin, where they're so determined to stay in power, they're just going to impeach a Supreme Court justice just to get her off the court in time for their case about redistricting so that they can keep the state rigged in their behavior. It's, it's not, there is no such thing anymore as a moderate Republican that even the people that when they campaign, I'll work with the other side because they're running in more of a toss up district. They're lying because they're all betrothed to this far right MAGA extremism. Yeah. I mean, there's really two types of Republicans at this point. There's about 85 to 90% of the party who are, are, are MAGA lunatics and maybe 10 to 15 percent that are, that are conservatives that sort of at least won't fully 100 percent sell out to that MAGA garbage. Again, like a Murkowski or a, a Romney or, you know, there, there's a, a small percent of those. And I've heard of at least a few people, Don Bacon, who's from that swing district in Nebraska, he is one person who said that he's not, he's not ready to impeach. So you're basically right. But to call people just because they won't impeach somebody for no reason moderate, like they're still anti-choice. They still won't support most good bills, you know, in, in the, the Senate and the House. They're conservatives. They're just not completely crazy. There may be there. I, I would I would. The only thing I would say, if I'm going to change and be completely honest, there's one moderate Republican in the entire country left, which I think is Governor Phil Scott of Vermont. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> he's not really tied to the party anymore. He's like pro-choice and for gun control and everything. I don't know. He keeps running as a Republican. It's sort of hilarious. And nobody could beat him there because it's Vermont. But, like, that may be it. There's one. And people should sort of go and take pictures of him, like the last dinosaur or something. Well, because... Like, they, they, they used to be filled with people like that. Well, and do you remember that, don't you? I mean, I, it just, it, we are talking, you're right. I mean, this really did. The beginnings of this gears began with the Clinton winning in 92 and Newt Gingrich coming to power, and they get to George W. Bush. But then things really went off the rail with Sarah Palin, which then eventually got to Trump. I mean, it's been moving further and further here. I, I mean, I used to know a lot of Republicans. I mean, I voted for Republicans who were pro-choice, who were pro-environment. And nowadays, I don't know of any Republicans Republican who doesn't sit there and say, you know, climate change is a myth. We need to only be on fossil fuels. And you're like, what in the world is, you know, th- th- this is, it really is amazing to me. They've been able to hold on to as much power with as, as extremist as they have become. Well, I mean, and that's all. Let me say quickly, was Durenberger from your state? Yeah, Dave Durenberger, yeah. Yeah, he's mod- he was moderate, wasn't mm-hmm. he, if memory serves? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had the same thing here from Ohio back then. Like, there were actual moderates from this state. Um, I, I think it's, you know, the, the problem is is we have a thoroughly anti-democratic system. We have, you know, a couple, uh, you know, five people and two cows in South Dakota get as, many, get as many senators as California. In fact, L.A. County has, like, over two million people or something like that, maybe more. I don't remember the number. Is. L.A. County gets, gets, doesn't get two of its own senators but there's like six or seven states smaller than it that do. So we've got, we've got that. We've got the Electoral College, obviously. And then on top of that, the ways that were already rigged, they further rigged it by suppressing votes and gerrymandering, creating an entire right-wing propaganda apparatus that we still, for some reason, people still call news, which is a joke. And, you know, and so you add all that up, and like, no, they're nothing close to a majority, you know, but but they can still win. Like, I mean, there's maybe 30 percent of people that believe in their garbage, but their propaganda and the way they set up the voting lines and the rest can get them to the point where they can win at least 45 percent of the vote often because of all the ways they cheat and all the ways that they that they lie to people and convince people that things are true that aren't really true. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's what we've got. I mean, our system is in real trouble. And it's because if it really were a democratic system and it really were like we were voting, um, the, you know, the, based upon what people really believe, um, then we would be fine. But we're not doing that. And so that is why we're in the situation we're in. We're a minority of people who are insane are actually in contention to win in all sorts of places. Well, and this is another reason why every election, every Democrat votes, and that's just that. All right, uh, we do need to mention, I have, forgive me for not mentioning this earlier, of course, the Blue Amp YouTube channel. Uh, C. Schechter on YouTube there. Not only do you have uh, great content there, uh, you you know the Beyond Politics guys there, too. Uh, you guys are... Yeah, still- we have an interview with you up there right now, <laughs> yes, Matt. Yes, indeed we do. And uh, so I appreciate, by the way, I appreciate that. That was good fun. And you now know why I don't do video. But, uh, you know, it's just that... <laughs> It is a disturbing place. <laughs> Not true. Speaking of fire trucks. You silly boy. <laughs> so, but uh, you, you have this channel out there, and we need to get as many people subscribed because the reality is, Cliff just said it, no one takes a freaking election off 
ever again. You have to vote. And the good news, Generation Z is doing it, and they're doing it with, with vigor, which is great. But everyone votes. That's the only way we're going to fix this problem. Uh, once again, it's the Blue Amp YouTube channel from Cliff Schechter, C. Schechter on YouTube. I'll link to everything a little bit later on. Cliff, as always, a pleasure. Thank you very much for talking me off my uh, Jamar Chase ledge. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you a little bit later on, okay? All right. Enjoy it up north there. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Always, always. My show is better when Cliff Schechter is on it. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Let's come back. Let's replay the Jasinski cut when we come on back. Because I want to make sure everyone hears this. Because this is nuts. All right. We'll get back to that in a second. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. Always will love Lizzo, that's for sure. 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Uh, so uh, I want to get back to just a, a smidge of video that just happened to pop up. This is from Heartland Signal. This is some, This is I guess this is some right-wing podcast or something like that. And I'm not mistaken, this is when the the sleeveless wonder that's Jim Abler was on a few a few times ago, a few days ago. And we played that audio from him uh, talking about the, the the crazy ladies in Minneapolis uh, that uh, took over the the state. Good luck with that. By the way, they're going to love to see you when you get back to the Capitol. They just they're just waiting to see you. You might want to put some sleeves on there, Jim. But uh, he is not the only one who seems to be thinking that he can go on to this and say whatever he wants to. Uh, this is once again they're talking about the SRO issue, and once again the only thing the new language of the SRO bill does is say that a police officer that's a, stu- a school resource officer or a teacher, and, and this has already been established, I think, for teachers in, in school districts, that they can't just go up and physically assault a child because they want to, or they feel as if that child needs to get straightened up, and. That is, that is that is quite literally the very least we can do. We should not have a situation when, not, when I was a kid at Wickford Elementary School. When I was in second grade, we'd run into the uh, – well, we, had, we had a gym slash cafeteria slash theater. They had a stage there. They put the lunch tables down there. And that was they cleared the lunch tables off, and that was where the gym was. And there was this you know, big hulking gym guy that as we'd come in, he'd take one of these hard plastic pucks – and he'd slap shot it at us as we came running in. And he would tag us all the time. And kids got hurt. And also, yeah, shake it off. Well, no, that was never the mentality. That should not have been the case. A grown adult abusing a child, let alone someone else's child, is not cool, dude. And so there is this, there's this fog over the Republican Party right now where they want to basically say, damn right we think that these SROs should be able to smack a kid around if they feel they're getting out of line. But they can't say that because most of us are like, no. I mean, think about your own kids. Would you want just someone randomly going up there and saying, I don't like your attitude, son? Ow. Sorry if I, 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 I hope I didn't damage the mic there. I got more of it. That than actually I sounded like it hurt your, hurt your hand. Uh, oh, <laughs> payback. Uh, <laughs> uh, considering how much metal my body is, I shouldn't be hitting anything at this point. <laughs> it's being magnetized. Um, 
Sorry, sorry if I did break the mic. I'm, that was on me. I, I sound okay right now, don't I? Yeah, we're not broadcasting anywhere now. The mic is broken. <laughs> uh, all right. No, but you know, this is this. If any of us had someone saying, "I don't like your attitude," and smacking you, I'm not going to do that again to the mic. We would all basically like, no, 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 no. You don't hit my kid. And 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 we're we're going to hear this again. Jasinski does say, "Well, my mom smacked me around," which, by the way, tells me a lot about when well, you're voting Republican. But I'm just going to let you know. But that's not what you are agreeing with. The host is here talking about, don't you miss the good old days of just beating kids left and right in school? I mean, paraphrasing, but not by much. And to prove that, here is, once again, one minute and 40 seconds of, oh, my God. Back in my day, and again, no one likes to hear that word, our, uh, our gym coach was the biggest human in the school. Gym coach came out, and you guys were fighting gym coach broke it up and you all knew who was going to win and you broke it up but you take that out of there and you say gym coach you can't even talk to me you can't touch me don't worry you can talk to him you can't touch him but yeah you see my issue there and again i don't want kids being beaten that's not what i'm asking for but if you take everything out of the adults hands of what you can do for the kids once kids find that out get out of the way honey bar the door this is going we're going to have more problems before we get it fixed my opinion i agree you're right and you know i'll date myself as well I smarted off to my mother one time, and I got a slap across the face, and I never, ever did that again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I'm saying no. in some instances, uh, and in watching what's going on with society, you know, it's... I would use this. <laughs> a man who talks as much as I do and with my personality, I shouldn't be allowed to be in sex ed health class in as a junior in high school. But one good thump to the back of the head is all I needed from the teacher to realize that I won't say funny things like that again until this class is over. It sometimes it's the appropriate thing. I didn't, wasn't concussed. I just realized what I had to, to do, and that was be quiet. Well, gotta I had go to a break. friend of mine in Catholic in Catholic grade school, and his knuckles got hurt from uh, the ruler of the Catholic uh, nuns that would hit him on the on the hands with a ruler for doing something. So. <laughs> I can you, relate. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You understand? It, 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 it fixes things. It fixes things. It fixes things. Grown adults beating children fixes things. Like I said, there's this great fog over the Republican Party. This is, you are hearing this. This is when they are knowing they're in a room with Republicans only. This is exactly what it was. Well, I got the living daylights beaten out out of me when I was a kid, and I think I turned out right, so let's beat up some other kids. You know, that kind of mentality. Now, once again, I want to make sure we understand something. There are plenty of schools in the state that do have SROs who feel as if these rules are not a bridge too far and still have the SORs and the SROs in the school. And as a matter of fact, what it seems to me is most of the schools that have pulled their SROs are either having a far right-wing police department or a far right-wing school board or both basically trying to use this as a political tool. And I come back to this in the next hour. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more because of, of where this is going. You'll understand when I get to that next hour. But that is their choice. No one is forcing them to not have SROs in school. No one is forcing them to not have SROs in school. They have chosen to do that. And they're choosing it because what they want is the ability for a police officer who says, you chewing gum? And I said, it's none of your business. And they go, whack. 
There you go. I'll do it like that. <laughs> Across the kid's face. You're mouthing out to me, boy. I said, are you chewing gum? And then when someone says, holy God, did you just hit that child? The officer wants to go, you know, I understand. It's probably not best. I just randomly strike children. But as, by the way, just, I know it's not best that I randomly strike children. But, you know, I just, I, I, I mean, I got to be allowed to do the job I got to do. So your job is to strike children then. Because, no, that's not your job. Now, if I may, let's run through some of the greatest hits from that little clip tape that they said. First of all, when the weirdo host talked about the big gym coach and two kids started fighting, that he'd break it up. Well, funny story, the current SRO rules, even with the changes, allow for SROs to break up fights. I don't know what your, 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 your implication is, is no, that fight would be stopped under an SRO. You can say, well, that's what they say. No, the, the law literally says if there are two kids who are physically, there's physical harm involved or there's possibility of death, that the police officer can do anything, any hold, anything to get control of that situation. So you implying that they can't break up fighting is a lie. They can break up a fight. That's not part of this rule. But that's when, that's, I mean, basically the rest of it is, is letting the cat out of the bag. Um, the, 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 the uh, you know, they, they talk about if someone talks back to them, that they should be able to strike them. That's kind of the argument. There's like, if you're getting lippy, that, that should be the result. And, you know, the old don't make me beat you sort of mentality. And that's not, we are not sending kids to school to be threatened into submission. And that's what it seems like they're putting out there. You know, it's, it's, the, the, Jasinski then chimes in and says, mom, uh, his mom would smack him when he mouthed off to his mom. Well, that's your mom. That's not in school. No one's passed a law. Uh, saying necessarily that your mom can't smack you if you mouth off. I mean, that in, within the home, I mean, we do have child abuse laws, but that's not what we're talking about. And so I, I want to make sure we understand something. The host basically tries to imply it's fighting. It's not about fighting. That still is okay for SROs to break up. Jasinski's trying to make it seem like they're trying to stop mom from being able to discipline their child. Well, first of all, Jasinski, man. Sorry to hear your mom used to beat the crap out of you. Dear Lord, man. Or at least did once because you got lippy. You know, (laughs) considering how much your party steps out of line, are you saying that the Democratic majority should walk around and smack you guys on the back of the head when you get lippy? I mean, I've seen some of the video footage from the the state capitol, and I see a bunch of you tools getting lippy. So under your own argument... You'd be okay if uh, Speaker Hortman just came down the aisle and just kind of smacked you guys in the back of the head when you start getting lippy. That's what your argument is? No, it's not, you're saying? <laughs> you don't think Dean Sixth would basically go out there and kind of, you know, give you one right to the kidneys? No, that's not, that's, that's not what you're saying? Then why do you want children to be subjected to that? Children. Fool. Um... <laughs> here's the here's Jasinski. He, he he caught himself, 
But I think we can clearly hear this. And when you, I'll post this audio. I want you to go listen to it. He goes, I'm not promoting violence against children, but it's, and he gets cut off by the host. You're putting a butt in there. You're kind of implying that you're promoting hitting of children. That's what Jasinski is. I mean, he's like, well, I didn't say it. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I want to make sure I'm very clear. He got cut off there. He did not actually say that, but you could see where he was going with that cab. It wasn't like it was a big mystery. And the host, whether intentional or not, bailed you out before you went on the record saying, sometimes it's a necessity because that's kind of where it seems like you were going. Um, the... When he's talking about when when the host was talking about speaking out in a sex ed class and getting smacked in the back of the head, think about that for a second. Just a teacher smacking a student in the back of the head because they think they said something wrong. And his argument was, "I wasn't concussed." Can we get this host and kind of do some concussion tests with him? I mean, who here doesn't want to take a swipe at his head and see, like, are you concussed now? (laughs) Does this, if as long as I'm not concussing you, it sounds like you're okay with people hitting you in the head. (laughs) That's that's, that's what I think that's where he's going with this, right? Basically, like, as long as you're not punching as hard as Mike Tyson, you're all right. (laughs) As long as you're not using a crowbar, you know. And, you know, as long as I don't have a concussion, hit me in the head as much as you want. That's at least how I'm kind of taking the whole saying this. That's a good thing. Uh, I just, I don't, this is, like I said, this exposes the ugly reality of it. This, this is just about, they. when I was a kid, I was beaten. So why aren't they getting beaten? And I'll tell you what, when I come on back, let me share with you a story from my junior high days in Georgia why allowing adults to physically harm children under the argument of it keeps them in line is nothing to do with keeping them in line. It's allowing psychopaths who have fetishes and desires to assault children to have a career field that they can get into to where they can physically assault children under the auspices of, well, somebody's got to do it. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Wow, Jasinski, really? I can tell you right now, if I was an Erwatana or Fairbo, I'd be a little pissed right now. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. Be a boy, baby, do a leap and make them dance when it come on. Everybody looking for a dance, throw the run on. At the end of that, did Jasinski go down and fondly remember when the Catholic Church was out abusing kids? It kind of sounds like when he was talking about the nuns hitting their hands with the rulers, because who doesn't enjoy the good old days of the Catholic Church and what happened to the kids, huh? (laughs) Oh, it kept those kids in line, didn't it? Right, Jasinski? Right. (laughs) What are you guys talking about, man? Seriously, I mean, you heard that at the end when you're we talking about the nuns and using rulers, because nothing, nothing, I think unites everybody. But talking about the good old days of when the Catholic Church was abusing children. I think he was again bailed out by it. Sounded like the host wanted uh, to go to commercial, commercial break. Commercial break, go. <laughs> it's like that Neil Diamond bit that Will Ferrell did on Saturday Night Live. Remember when we killed that hobo? I don't want to try to talk about this, man. 
<laughs> just let's, leave me out of this conversation. Um, all right. I went to South Hall Junior High in Georgia. And the assistant principal was a, you could tell, you can tell now was a rageaholic psychopath that basically lived for abusing kids. He would walk around the school with a paddle because corporal punishment was allowed back then and that he would do this. And he was stopped from doing it. Although the school still allowed paddling, he was stopped from doing it because there was a kid that he had paddled apparently repeatedly. Like I said, we're talking about something deeper than just trying to keep the law and order going on here. And hit this child so hard with the paddle that the kid actually had a chipped bone and was bleeding. And it was after that, that only after that, when you realized, and we all knew, I mean, we were kids and we all knew he was a psychopath. We didn't avoid him because we respected him. We avoided him because we were terrified of him because he was a psychopath who was given carte blanche by society to abuse children. And you cannot have that. I will freely admit you should not have kids fighting in school and crimes and and potential murders. Obviously, those things, a police officer can do whatever they want. But you should not have a grown adult, whether that's an SRO or a parent or a teacher or another parent, come in and start abusing children in school. Because anyone that looks like that and says this is a way to do it, I, I'm almost always going to bet that person's got some real mental freaking problems. And as a matter of fact, if I can say, I find the, 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 I think we are looking at an underlying argument. There are plenty of police departments who seem to be saying, sure, we don't have to beat the kids and sent the SROs back in there. But in these other districts, how are they going to respect me? They don't respect you. They fear you. That's all it is. You're not building respect. You're not, you're scaring them. You're physically harming them. You're beating them. Smacking a child in the back of the head, even once, is abuse. Whacking a child on the hands with a ruler is abuse. Grabbing a child by the nape of the neck, throwing them to the ground and kneeling on them and driving their face into the ground is abuse. And you guys call that the good old days, which tells me a lot about you guys yourselves. You're the ones who keep going out there and arguing. I mean, I, I shouldn't say this. I'll, I'll say this generally. A lot of these people generally are the same people that when you say, well, we're going to get rid of the hazing rituals in school. What are you talking about? You're getting rid of the hazing rituals. <sighs> it happened to me. I want to do it to someone else. You guys are broken. Jasinski is broken. And if the media in this town had any freaking weight to them, they'd go down there and say, what was this about uh, the good old days of the Catholic Church abusing kids? What was this about, you know, uh, not, not promoting, but it's dot, dot, dot. Can you finish that sentence for us? Because your entire conversation was not about keeping kids safe. Your entire conversation was about the joy of abusing children. And acting as if that somehow built respect when all it did is build fear. 
I can't, I, I mean, I just, the more I think about this and the more I think about what they're really going after here, I think every parent in the state should be looking at the Republicans saying, what do you want to do to my kids? Hour two up next. Hour two of the show here on your Wednesday. Matt and Brett here today. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. The philosophy talk ad that we just played we have to explain to a generation of people, I have to, because it was my generation, that for some reason, starting in the nineteen, you know, mid-1970s up into the 1980s, we took classical music and put a disco you know, beat underneath it, and they, 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 they became hits. They became hits. I never thought of it. Yeah, you're right. That is, yeah. Rocking the oldies, exactly. rocking the classics and stuff like that. They, they would just put a, you know, kind of a disco dance beat underneath these things. And I mean, I think it was in '76, um, a fifth of Beethoven from, was well, a fifth of Beethoven yeah, was that that's was the one a, I'm thinking fifth, of right now. Yeah, that was a Saturday Night Live soundtrack, wasn't it? I believe mm-hmm. it was. Da 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 da. That's the first thing that well, popped in my head when you brought that up. Yeah. And then, of course, then the the Rocky theme uh, was was a you know kind of a, a big band you know symphony ba- song that was a big hit. The Rocky theme. It started oh, then, yeah, you're right. mm-hmm. and then I mean they just got lazy with it. And by the time you got to the early '80s, it was Chopin, you know, ro- you know, dancing to the Chopin, and it was just it was just taking <laughs> Vivaldi dancing the night away. You know, it's like you know, it's, and you really had to be a nerd, and I mean really nerd. It was a it was an eclectic time. The '80s, you had pro wrestling coming out, and we had classical music with a dance beat under it because that's how we rolled, man. And speaking of rolling, D&D, get me my 20-sided dice. Tell me what my dexterity is going to be. That's all I got to say. It's just, I have to explain all this because people are like, Dad, you're crazy. I know. I know. No. I'll be the first to say, we were, there was gas leaks. We were all on shrooms. I don't know what it was. The original, the original formula for tricks must have had meth or something in it. I don't know. But it was delicious. I mean, those those fruit flavors, they came through. Oh, go for a bowl right now. Like our buddy just mentioned, corporal punishment too, apparently. <laughs> corporal punishment. Beating children. Uh, beating children and guys and dolls. You know, that's uh, that was what, that was, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have an rage-roiding vice principal who basically would, would be a level three sex offender nowadays basically roaming the school with the paddle and it's Annie get your gun dun, dun, dun. I mean that was it was a weird freaking time man 9529466205 Remember the good old days when children could be beaten in the schools that's a that's a that's a, what what are you guys doing on the right man that's not me I'm not saying that that was John Jasinski you go look at Heartland Signal they got the video of it yeah. You're trying to shame me. You're trying to go woke. I said, no, 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 no. I don't want kids. If you think woke is stopping children from being randomly abused by adults that are not their parents. Well, they shouldn't be abused by their parents, but random people, adults going around and smacking children is if you call that woke, that if we stop that, that's too woke, then you're a psychopath. You are broken to the freaking core. Back in my day, it was great. I used to see an eight-year-old and punch him right in the grill. It taught them respect. No, it taught them fear. 
Oh, that's right. Hooked on classics. Who get, Who is the person that called that in? Oh, I just told you, I missed the name on that, but he helped us out. Thanks for bailing us out. Hooked on, on classics. That. That's right. And you'd listen to that as you would watch the WWE or AWA, man. AWA. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. 952946. I loved wrestling, man, when I was a kid. I remember I remember we 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 for the first WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania, we would we, we I think we had that song on at one point. Because I think one of the guys had a walk-up music that was that stuff. I remember. Yeah, they used to use, I think, copyrighted music because you had yeah, Hogan came out to the uh the Rocky, the Eye of the Tiger. Uh, no, it came out, and then uh, Real American. Then they then they gave him his own theme. I, yeah, I was thinking of AW. Yeah, yeah. Then he did Real American. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird. The eighties yeah. were weird, dude. The eighties were weird. Nine five two nine four six six two zero five. Good music though. Um, all right. I'm going to start with this. Did you see the the video footage off the Pl- uh, Plymouth uh, traffic cams? Which thankfully didn't actually show the accident till after the accident, but it saw, saw the vehicles that ran the red light. This was the eastbound lanes of Highway 55 at Industrial Park Boulevard in Plymouth. Um, they basically ran the red light. One vehicle ran the red light in the right turn lane to run straight through the, not to take the right turn, but just go straight. They were so it was two vehicles. It sounds like, now this was not on camera, but this is what I'm going to guess happened. There was a person who was taking that right turn off of that road onto the highway. They had a green light, and this guy blasting through the light smacked into that car. 68-year-old woman has died in a three-vehicle crash on Highway 55 in Plymouth on Tuesday. The Minnesota State Patrol says the collision happened around 2.20 p.m. in the eastbound lanes of the highway on the Industrial Park Boulevard. A Ram pickup truck and a Toyota Camry were being driven eastbound on Highway 55 when they were in a collision with a Honda Pilot heading northbound across Industrial Park Drive. The driver of the Honda, Catherine Regina Corin of Plymouth, was pronounced dead at the scene. The driver of the Toyota, a 49-year-old Hopkins man, was taken to Hennepin County Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries. The driver of the Ram was not injured. The Toyota is seen on Minnesota Department of Transportation traffic cameras catching fire immediately after the crash. Everyone involved was wearing their seatbelts at the time of the crash, but they were flying. Road can, you know, we talked about that. You get these guys going this speed, it doesn't matter if you got these airbags and stuff. You're just the force that you're creating with a vehicle that's metal and glass flying down the road is going to be more than any safety feature can on the vehicle can handle. Everyone involved was wearing seatbelts. The reports are the driver was arrested at the scene of suspicion of criminal vehicular operation. The crash remains under investigation. So, and I believe it wasn't the truck that um, that was. I mean, the truck was part of the accident, and he did indeed run the red light. I mean, that's pretty clear. But it sure seems like the vehicle that was in the right turn lane is the one that hit and killed the 68-year-old woman. We have got to get. We have got to get stronger penalties on these moving violations. Someone told me that one of the reasons why they're hesitant to do this is because a lot of people that perform moving violations who are going too fast or running red lights are wealthier white people in nicer cars. And generally that if you start trying to give them tickets, well, they'll fight you and it will actually cost you more in the long run. Well, I don't know if that's, that's the case. But you got to do more because right now the roads, I, I'm, 
I have this is Wednesday at least at least four times at least four times this week I've had a, I've been going down 169 394 494 crosstown and there's been a car that's come up passed on the shoulder flying through you know changing lanes with no space whatsoever zipping down the road is going far faster than they should and that person is going to kill somebody and if all we do is give them a slap on the wrist, there's no deterrent that's going to stop them. And I, I just I don't know. I mean, I I think if we don't start doing more to stop combat this this driving epidemic we have in this state right now, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's not just here in the metro. God, how many times do we talk about accidents out in outstate Minnesota? People running red lights, people just flying down the highway. Out there where he, there's a lot of accidents that happen where the sun is going down and the person is not familiar with the road and the road takes a sharp left turn and they're going way too fast and they don't see the left turn. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of the things that happens. But another tragedy here that, frankly, was you know very much preventable, but someone, because I got to get going, well, I, I hope they throw the book at that person. Uh, an Iron Range woman is accused of making way with over $117,000 by conducting an illegal lottery on Facebook. Okay. Tell me more. Charges say Catherine Jean DeBlack, De Black, 39 of Hibbing, continued to hold the raffles despite law enforcement telling her to stop over a 10-month period. DeBlack attempted to disguise the scheme as it involved about 200 paying participants. The participants were led to believe the donations they were making would be donated to local charities. However, authorities found that it wasn't the case. A total of $117,723.57 was collected by DeBlack. According to the criminal complaint, DeBlack was conducting the raffles through a Facebook page called Iron Range Razzles. Oh, the razzles. <laughs> it's very, by the way, it's shockingly close to my fantasy football team's name, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and no, I'm not running an online raffle. Uh, in April 13, 2021, the Alcohol of Gambling Enforcement Division, aged, really, uh, received a complaint from the Gambling Control Board, Giscob, uh, regarding DeBlack's social media page. DeBlack ad advertised to participants that they could purchase numbered spots to win brand new items for a fraction of the price. The winners were picked using a random number generator. Venmo payments need to have an emoji in the description, not raffle, please. I was informed that they may lock the account because they may worry about being gambling. So if you're telling them your scheme, I, I and I, I don't, I mean, the criminal mastermind and all, I, I don't claim to be one. But I think that if you're basically telling them, shh, don't use raffle, use an emoji, then I'll know it's for the raffle. I don't think that you're going to get away with it. I which emoji they were using. I got an idea. <laughs> DeBlack was contacted by an investigator who told her that the raffles were illegal, but DeBlack disagreed. Clay <laughs> How do I know? Say you're a Republican without telling me you're a Republican. <laughs> he was contacted by an investigator who told her the raffles were illegal, but then she disagreed. No, they're not. <laughs> Claiming that the prizes were donated to a charity called Operation 120, which I guess 120 is the last three digits of her checking account number. <laughs> Couldn't go with even the human fund or something. 
uh, the De Black Fund. Um, police later contacted the founder of Operation 120. Oh, so that's actually a real place. Learned that De Black made one donation, told the nonprofit she would look into legal requirements, and never made contact again. Okay. After having further discussions on the issue, the agent closed the case as an educational manner at the time. Tell me, tell me the criminal is white without telling me the criminal is white. <laughs> Good enough here. I'm sure that you're not going to do this again. I'm going to let you get back to fleecing everybody you know. The aged crew received a second complaint from the committee on November 24th, 2021, accusing the black of selling, no, this is 2021 now, of selling 100 tickets at $120 per ticket for a chance to win her 218 Grizzly 700 Special Edition ATV. She was reportedly accepting payments using PayPal and Venmo and said she would donate $1,000 to the Schnorr Mudfest. Uh, is that what the kids are calling it nowadays? All right. The first name pulled out of the random from the bucket would win the ATV, while the second name would be win $500, according to the video uploaded to the fa Facebook page. So, so basically, at this point, she's given up the charity whole thing outside of the Schnorr Mudfest. DeBlack initially denied ever conducting a raffle for the ATV, but later admitted to using the proceeds to pay off a loan on the ATV and allegedly donated $1,000 to Fishing with Vets. In an interview with the board member of Fishing with Vets, the person said she knew DeBlack but never authorized the raffle as a nonprofit organization. They do things by the book. I know Fishing with Vets. It's a good organization. They would. This is not them. This is on her. DeBlack wrote an email to the agent saying, I'm sorry, I just thought if, if profit was given to charity, it was considered charitable gambling. You clarified all that yesterday. What can I do to avoid being in trouble here? I feel sick about this. A search warrant revealed that DeBlack set up a new private Facebook page called IRR less than four hours before she sent that email to the agent. The complaint says, Aged was once again notified of the hidden page February 2021 to Black using the name Raz Queen to purchase products and raffle them for her own profit. An example provided was an item bought for $100 that was raffled where 20 people could participate for $20 each. The Black reported accepting payments through PayPal, Venmo, and other digital payment services with winners selected by using a spinning wheel on De Black's phone. Hey, it looks like I won again. <laughs> Police found that some records of her original Facebook page were deleted. However, it was found that De Black had at least 25 raffles between December 2021 and February 2022. 167 people were members of the group, and most discussions were focused on how to join the lottery and De Black saying she was attempting to avoid detection. I'm surprised the police even let, didn't let her go again after this. Well, we know now that you've learned your lesson, so we won't be back again. Just don't do it anymore. And by the way, let me get a $20 raffle ticket. <laughs> I, I sure could go for an ATV. That sounds like a great deal. DeBlack is charged with 12 counts of conducting a lottery. If convicted, she faces up to just short of 12 years in prison, $36,000 in fines. She's scheduled to make her first appearance in court October 9th. And let me guess, she's white, so she will not serve a day in jail. Mind you, if this person wasn't Caucasian, my guess is the sentence would be pretty lengthy. Because we've got to teach them a lesson. Well, there, would, there wouldn't have ever been a closed case on this. That person would have been in jail, not on bail. 
you know, put in jail. I mean, we're going to teach you a lesson of 11 years in prison. This we got to be harsh on this. I, you know, maybe she can basically run the, you know, do a, a charitable thing where she's, you know, her volunteer work is running the bingo parlor. But remember, no side bets, okay? Don't. So she's going to pay the fine. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, what was the other thing? She she brought an item for a hundred dollars. They didn't say what the other one. What did she buy? What was she auctioning off? What what are you getting for a hundred bucks? I mean, that's like a coffee maker. <laughs> it's just you know, and you can go get a cheap one of those for about twenty bucks. So I don't know what. Okay. What do you think she's running? What do you think the odds are? She well. Should we? T- I'll tell you what. I got a. I got some bets to take here on what's the chances that she's still running an illegal lottery somewhere. Well, hmm. I think they're pretty good. Yeah, if she has to pay fines, get that bail money. I mean, why not fund it that way? We just had the guy who was taking bets for people and walking around the casinos on TikTok Live, gambling for people on slot machines in places where they can't gamble. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Innovative, but not very yeah, smart. Like, not, not exactly smart, but once again, hey, we'll stop her the eighth or ninth time. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. 952-946-6205. Let's take a break. Last hour, I talked about what the agenda here is for this the SRO people. I'll get to that here in a second because there's a prime example of a story that's just clearly trying to generate a talking point for Republicans. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. So last hour we played the Jasinski, Senator Jasinski um, audio, which basically shows what the real motivation is here. Yeah, we, we need we need people to be able to smack kids around. That's just, that's just why can't we have kids smack, getting smacked around? Come on. Uh, I, I'm not promoting it, but if it, uh, it's dot, 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 you know. Anyway, but it does bring up the question of what are they really trying to do here? Now, in case you haven't been paying attention, the Republican Party is pretty much bankrupt on ideas. They don't have anything. They're in, their, their entire education policy is never wear a mask again, which doesn't really have anything to do with education. Their entire transportation policy is paved roads for wealthy people, but no one else. You know, it's like, and no mass transit. And so that's, that's you know, kind of on them as well. Uh, their their health and human services policy seems to be die, and so you know it's kind of one of those things where they don't. They're really their environmental policy is burn, baby, burn. You know, that's so it's they're not exactly good. They're there, so they've what they've got to do is they've got to trick you into voting for them. And as we talked with Cliff last hour, you know one of the things that that is you you should understand is next election cycle you're going to get especially on these house races you're going to hey. I'm not like those crazy Republicans. I want to work with the other side. They're all lying. They're all lying. They're all lying. We had vote after vote after vote after vote in the Minnesota House and the Minnesota Senate where these Republicans all in mass voted against any of these bills, which they supposedly were, I'm trying to work with the other side. They try to make it seem like, well, the, the Democrats force us down things. Wait, wait a second here. Aren't you guys supposedly moderates? Aren't you guys supposedly agreeing with the Democrats sometime? Oh, never? Okay. 
That's on you. So they've got to basically, and and considering how much the Democrats absolutely kicked ass in the DFL did here in Minnesota this election cycle, they've got to try their hardest to find some way to create an issue. And they've been trying to do it for years. I mean, don't you remember how you know, Governor Walls is going to lose re-election when we got all these angry parents about the about the, you know, the, the the COVID policies? Oh, they're going to shut it down. Oh, feed my future. That's the end of the Democrats in charge. They keep they keep trying to you know take everything. You know, they you know they they eventually got to the point where Minneapolis hellscape, hellscape Minneapolis, the Minneapolis hellscape, black people Minneapolis. Ah, that was kind of their entire argument. Last election cycle, how did that go for them? Oh, that's right, they lost. Because they don't have anything. Seriously, they don't have any freaking policies. So they basically just got to campaign against stuff. And that's their argument. Now, once again, Jasinski, for some reason, decided to give up the ghost on the SRO thing. It's about, we need to allow teachers and, and police officers to, if a, a kid's lip, lipping off, you know, give them a rot hook. You know, because that's that's... That, that will teach the kid respect. No, teach the kid how to be scared to death of the, the police or a teacher. And like I said, like hell, you do that to my kid, I guarantee you, you're, I'm going to be owning your house by the end of that day. Yeah, by, the, by the time it's all over, you, you punch my kid, you smack my kid, I'm going to own your house. Okay, that's just, you don't do that. Not with a child. Not with a child. And we're talking about junior high kids. So 11, 12, 13-year-old kids? Well, maybe not 11. 12, 13, 14. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway. They need help to generate this into a cohesive political point. Step in the right-wing media, namely KSTP, who at times is not necessarily right wing at other times pointer gate and so they they have a tendency they have a track record of of kind of pandering to the right so i want to just it just this is a major television station in minneapolis st paul here's one of their breaking news items are you ready there was a fight inside mankato east high school oh my god a high school they had a fight in are you kidding me? Oh my. Let's stop the news. Break into to to Regis. Is Regis still with whatever show is on? <laughs> Break in. There's a fight at Mankato East High School. Can you believe that? Chaos. That's what it is. Never happens. Never happens. Oh, well, it actually happens pretty much every day in pretty much every school district. And once again, the SRO rules say that if there's a fight in the school, well, the, the SRO people can do whatever they need to do, whatever they need to do to break up the fight. <sighs> Reading from KSTP, a fight inside Mankato East High School last week, Friday, is reigniting the debate over school resource officers in Minnesota reigniting what are you talking about reigniting you guys haven't stopped the right has not stopped screaming nor has their 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 lapdogs ks trooper in a video taken in the hallways of the school building school officials say about 10 students were involved in a brawl one that student was assaulted was uh nishan williams son 
I'm upset, said Williams. I had He had a blood clot in his right eye and the bottom of his upper torso was swollen. They could have killed him. My son stomping on him on the floor like you all saw in the video. They could have killed my son. The fight comes after uh, Superintendent Paul Peterson told families in an email this month that SROs will not physically be coded in the schools, but they will be available as an on-call basis to assist school staff. And I want to stop right there. And Ms. Williams, with all due respect, I understand why you're frustrated. Your problem is not with the DFL. Your problem is with the superintendent pulling the SROs out of the school, not because he had no other choice, because plenty of other school districts in the state still have their SROs, because he's trying to make a freaking political point. Look at where this is happening, Mankato. My guess is you're going to see this as well emphasize, well, in Rochester and Duluth, well, Duluth is very blue, so they're not going to really try out there. But Rochester, they put their SROs back in the school, so that's not a problem. But in areas where it's more of a toss-up votes, Mankato, St. Cloud, Moorhead, expect there to be more manufactured stories about this. Because the question isn't, well, they need to change the rules. The question is, well, why did you pull your SROs out of your school when other schools have kept their RSOs or SROs in place because they didn't have any problem with the new rules? And considering Jasinski's new audio where he's basically talking about the good old days of smacking kids around, there's good reason to basically put new rules in for uh, SROs. So the problem here is not the DFL because it sounds like the majority of schools with SROs actually still have the SROs in place. It's these school districts which seem to have yanked the SROs for political reasons to try to basically create a political point to help Republicans. And here comes swooping in the Republican leading news outlet here to report the Minneapolis St. Paul news outlet to breaking news. There was a fight at Mankato East High School. They're good at this stuff, man. They're good at this stuff. They're good at creating something out of nothing. Scott Hare, the director of student support services with Mankato Area Public Schools, said police were called to break up the fight. He added that if an SRO had been in the building, the situation would have been looked different. Okay, so wait a second. You have 10 people fighting and one SRO. Is he like one of those mutants from the X-Men where he's going to have all of a sudden like 18 arms and be able to pull? Because my guess is going to be that he wouldn't be able to grab more than two. Well, I, 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 maybe he's talented. You know, he's, 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 you know, maybe there is a superpower there. I, I'm not kind of wrapping my head around, um, but he could have done something here. And by the way, if the SRO would have been in the building and it had a different turnout, then why did you and the police pull the SROs when Rochester didn't? This is on you. Not anyone else. And once again, the SRO rules that are in place do not stop you from stopping a fight. You can do that. And as much as Republicans keep saying, no, you can't even pull a kid off another kid. No, they can. And they can do it in the most aggressive and egregious ways possible. Still, legally. 
Mankato Area Public Schools, this is not on the DFL. This is your choice to not have the SROs. You chose to go down this path because I guess you want the SROs to be able to smack a kid around whenever they want to, like Jasinski was saying. Because you can put your SROs back in your school tomorrow, but you chose not to. Um, having an officer on site, they're right there. It's very fast. It'll take a couple of minutes for other officers to arrive through the 911 system. An SRO can read the situation, make the correct judgment on the call. What, pull the gun? Can I ask you this? Is that what you're suggesting the SRO had done? Because it was 10 kids. So are you saying the SRO would have pulled his gun? Because I can tell you right now, regardless of whether or not there's justification, no, I don't want anyone pulling a gun in a school. It's, this, is, this is just this is a false, made-up scenario, and the villain here is not the DFL. It's the school district and, and or the police department. I'm not sure if the police department was part of the decision to pull the SROs, but they could put the SROs back in the school tomorrow. They just chose not to. The new law prohibits SROs from placing students in a face-down position and bans certain holds on the neck, head, and across most of the torso unless they are fighting. And by the way, funny story, KSTV left out the rest of that statement unless they're fighting, someone's life is in danger, or crimes being committed. Then they can do all that stuff. Like I said, this is creating, they're trying to fix the election down in Mankato. That's what they're trying to happen. That's, that's a, that's a toss-up seat. we got to win that seat. Republicans are going to win it. So we got to create something out here. Um, you know, besides Mankato, at least a dozen other law enforcement agencies. Well, did law enforcement or the school, or or if both? Yeah, that that's not really clear here. Elizabeth Hankey, of course. Once again, this entire article is basically those damn Democrats. Elizabeth Hankey is a parent with a school district. She believes the state is overreaching by getting involved in placing policies at school. Wait a second. So you don't think the state should set any policies at all in schools? Especially for people who just go randomly up and smack another kid. Okay. This, this, this is, like I said, this is a made-up problem. Because once again... Plenty of school districts with SROs have their SROs in place. This seems like right-wing school boards, right-wing police officers, or a combination of both are trying to make a political you know, issue out of this. And so we're pulling our SROs out of the school. And then this fight happens. And the people say, well, considering Rochester has their SROs in school, why don't you just put your SROs back in your school? And they say, damn Democrats. And then rushes in KSTP to talk about, boy, oh boy, isn't this classic overreach by the state government? All right. Mankato cops, Mankato school district, get off your damn asses. Stop your political freaking whining. Do your damn job. If you need SROs in the school, you can put them there. Stop jeopardizing your kids in your school for a political statement. How about that? Punks. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Yeah, I'm not backing down on this one. I'm not. I'm just not. 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.
isn't this just a total Republicans? No one forced us to pull the SROs out of the school, but we did it. But now blame them for our actions. No, this is on you. Even the, the Minnesota, the, the, the insurer for this, the, most of the cities in the state have said, oh, no, this is, this is pretty legit. Here's where, here's where the line is. And once again, we, we, we talked about this. Bloomington, Rochester, Duluth, uh, Minnetonka, uh, Lakeville, South, uh, South uh, Washington, Chaska. Many of the school districts in the state that had SROs still have them in place. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Center, I believe, has theirs in place. I think some of the one schools in Anoka Hennepin have them in place. And which get once again, why do some schools in Anoka Hennepin? Because some of the police there are like, well, we're trying to make a political point. No, you are making the choice. You made the choice. The school made the choice or the police made the choice or you both made the choice. You made the choice. Stop pointing at everyone else for your decision because Rochester, Duluth, and Bloomington don't have a problem with it. 952-946-6205. An update from yesterday's show. Uh, Carver County's Library board, vo- board voted unanimously to keep the graphic novel Genderqueer, a memoir, on these shelves after dozens of people condemned the request to remove the coming-of-age sto- story from the shelves. About 75 people packed a basement conference room Tuesday afternoon for the meeting board. President Charles Teh, T-E-H, Teh, joked that the turnout of the late afternoon meeting is unusually not so large. It's been an enlightening and interesting journey for the last month, Ta said, as an uproar built over around the request. More than 20 people spoke, all in favor of keeping the book. Laya Ortel of Chaska said people are free to not read books they find objectionable. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, funny story. If I don't want to read about, oh, I don't know, Romanian history. Nothing against you guys, Romanians, but just you know, just using it as one. No one is saying, no, you have to read this Romanian history book because you have to want to be a Romanian. No, I don't. And I don't have to. Done. See? Easy. Just like, just because you don't like something does not mean you get to decide for others. This is not the Soviet Union, she said. Darcy Bauman of Waconia said she wanted to keep the book on the shelves, but said she appreciates the opportunity for discussion. The more we bring up our objectives, uh, objections, the more we can learn from out each other. The library board also received numerous emails. Library director Jody Edstrom said all in favor of keeping genderqueer on the county libraries. Uh, I want to remind people here, and, and, and Darcy, with all due respect to you, and I understand what your argument is, the person that was trying to pull the book when asked about it had said, apparently had said something to the effect of, and I, I'm, I'm, I could be wrong on this, but I thought this was with the story. She had not read the book, but seen some pictures in the book. That's, yeah, exactly what she said, yep. That she had not read the book, but then was demanding a book that she had not read be yanked from the shelves. Okay. That seems a little bit, well... I brought up this point yesterday, which was that I, I don't I don't want to necessarily give you a lot of credit uh, in this scenario, but if if because I, I don't think seg- you know you know basically stopping people's ability to read books and 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 removing books is the way to do things. I just don't. I think we allow people to make their own decisions. But it, if you were at least saying, well, and you have to pull, and just using this as an example, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a book that features some pretty raunchy sex in it as well, 
if at least you were to say, you know what, I, I don't want this book in here, I don't want that book, at least you might be a little consistent. And the fact that you're only going after books that talk to LGBTQ IA plus community is is tells me a lot about what's really going on here. How you're you're so in, enraged at the idea of people having a compassionate you know viewpoint of the LGBTQIA plus community that you basically want to stop that from happening. And that's not your job. And you should not be making choices for everyone else. That's fascism. That's fascism, plain and simple. And once again, can I say this? After we had the, in Chaska, the drag queen story hour, which ended up being, you know, when they were trying to ban that, the woman came in on TikTok and started screaming at them. Uh, that kind of blew up in their face because far more people showed up for the Drag Queen Story Hour than didn't uh, that were protesting it. And now here you have a case where it, it sounds like this one woman who wanted to ban the book that she had not read, she basically was out by herself. And I guarantee you, Gender Queer is going to have a long request line right now in the Carver County Libraries. So... If your goal was to stop people from reading it, you have failed spectacularly. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Two other quick stories here involving, uh, in, kind of in the news today. Minnetonka residents will vote this November to remove their ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting was passed in the city in 2020 with 55% of residents voting for it, but now some residents want to repeal that decision. We hope we can repeal ranked choice voting and go back to general elections, said Anna Unstead, A-A-N-E-S-T-A-D, okay, uh, of Yes to Repeal RVCV in Minnetonka. And that is such a, that's a Minnesota name. I mean, it's like you're twice Minnesota at that point. <laughs> Ann Anstead. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Ann. Anstead said the group of over uh, had over 1,800 signatures, over 1,500 of them verified to repeal ranked choice voting. Those who support repealing ranked choice voting say it is confusing and expensive. Those who support keeping it say it's easy to rank candidates. It eliminates the need for expensive primaries and attracts more candidates. Our, on our first ranked choice voting election, which was in 2021, the mayor was up in two at-large seats. And between those three races, we had 12 candidates, said resident uh, Barb Westermore, Westmoreland. While the two sides disagree on ranked choice voting, they can come to agreement about the final language and the ballot question. It's an amazing moment in history. We have people on the opposite side of an issue agreeing to the terminology, said Minnetonka Mayor Brad Wearsome. So I'm not going to deny that. That's actually kind of encouraging. But I talked about this when I we were talking about the ranked choice voting. And I said, you know, and it was so funny because that, you know, I, I brought up this potent, this exact scenario, this exact scenario. What happens when you have a place that tries it that doesn't want it anymore? And they're like, ah, and I remember the people that were pro-ranked choice voting say, that's not going to happen. Well, and here's the deal. It's an off-year election in Minnetonka. So, you know, if, if you, you, you got to hope that the one side's more motivated than the other if you want to keep ranked choice voting. But the reality is, is they tried it and a lot of people don't seem to like it now. I don't know what their motivations are or there. It could just be could, takes too long to get the, the answers. I don't know. But what I will say is that, you know, whereas some places it might be something that's enjoyed, although once again in Minneapolis, they, they're all talking about how don't rank, rank fry. Remember that? 
And that blew up in your guys' face. He won handily. So, you know, I, I mean, I think you have the idea that this is going to somehow change things. I don't know if it does. And if it doesn't really change anything and all you do has is a much longer, much more intensive process that costs a lot more money, I'm not going to be surprised if it ends up basically being something that kind of gets voted down. Let's go to Jeff in Cambridge here really quick before we go to the break. Hey, Jeff, welcome in on the show. Yeah, you were talking about the library and, uh, you know, that they want to ban a book. So up here in Cambridge, county seat for uh, Sandy County, they passed a support the Second Amendment resolution. So some people got together, and how about a support the First Amendment resolution? They call it the Freedom to Read Act. They would not they would not pass that resolution. So apparently, books are more dangerous than guns. <laughs> apparently, up in Isante County, apparently they are. That heaven forbid, knowledge actually spill out over everything. Uh, yeah, that's the case. Uh, I will say this, and just to clarify, Jeff, they didn't want to ban the book. The Carver County Library actually did not ban the book. This was one person who wanted the book banned. They actually had, they did their due diligence. They said, no, we're not going to ban the book. Because you see, the difference between us and Republican states is in Republican states, if basically some lunatic fringe wanted to ban a book, the right would basically purge the library board of anyone that was moderate and place far-right stooges on there and then stop anyone from protesting as they yank the books off the shelf. Here in Minnesota, we just read the book. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. We'll take a break. Come on back. More when we do return. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Mad McNeil Show. Uh, I, I, I haven't really talked about the effort now that's uh, to get Donald Trump removed from the ballot in Minnesota. Um, if there is any justice on the planet, he would be because that's what the amendment is there. You can't try to overthrow the government and then you know, be able to get on a ballot without basically Congress saying you can be on the ballot. I guarantee you... Here's my thought process on this. If any of the states actually do get to this point and actually do remove him from the ballot, the Supreme Court will step in and put him on the ballot just because they'll make the argument of saying, well, even though he might have tried to overthrow the government, we'd rather err on the side of caution, so we'll give him every out we possibly can, and he has to be on the ballot. So that's going to be my guess. Even though the Constitution is very clear that you can't try to overthrow the government like he did, and then basically get on the ballot. But I will say this. There is something from the, the Minnesota Supreme Court that came out today, which is actually going to have actually some pretty far-reaching consequences. Uh, this is the decision today by the Minnesota Supreme Court when it comes to the search of vehicles by law enforcement and the admissibility of evidence gained in those searches. The decision involves the case of Adam Lloyd Torgerson, who was charged in 2021 with possession of methamphetamine paraphernalia in the presence of a minor and a fifth-degree possession of a controlled substance after a traffic stop. During that stop, Litchfield police officer pulled Torgerson over for an equipment violation, smelled marijuana, and then conducted the search of the vehicle. During the search, officers discovered three pipes, a bag filled with white powdery substance, and a film canister with a broken crystal-like substance that later tested positive for meth. Torgerson and his attorneys moved to suppress the evidence, arguing the officers illegally expanded the traffic stop into a search without probable cause. The two officers testified during the hearing that the smell wasn't the faintest they'd experienced, but not the strongest either. Neither said they saw any signs of impairment in the defendant. So basically, the entire point of the search was they smelt dope. All right. 
After considering the matter, a Meeker County District Court order judge ordered that the evidence against Torgerson be suppressed and the complaint be dismissed. The state appealed in the district court decision, and it was rebuffed again by the state court of appeals, which explained that because the officers did not witness Torgerson drive unsafely or erratically, did not recall Torgerson displaying any indication of impairment, nervous or evasive behavior, or uh, future moments, uh, movements, and did not see any drug paraphernalia in plain view in the vehicle, the search was not warranted. You know, no one has that good of a schnoz, dude. Prosecutors then asked the Minnesota Supreme Court to consider the matter. In court documents, the state argues that there is an established precedent from our court to the United States Supreme Court that clearly holds the odor of marijuana alone is sufficient to support probable cause to search a vehicle under the automobile exception. Torgerson's teams countered the argument, basically saying that under the totality of circumstances test, the odor of marijuana alone cannot create the requisite probable cause to search the vehicle under the automobile exception. After much consideration and the decision, uh, discretion of precedents, the high court justices affirmed the rulings of both the district and state appeals court, saying the smell of marijuana alone did not constitute probable cause for a search and that evidence recovered from Torgerson's vehicle should be suppressed. So that case is gone. I mean, I, I don't know how, how, how do you prosecute the case. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he had some pipes, he had some meth, he had some drugs, and that's not good. But heaven forbid we actually have a ruling that passes the smell test. There you go. <laughs> gentlemen, there it is. Uh, well I think done. I'm done with my radio show yeah. at this point. I don't think I can get much better than that. Um, <laughs> but this is good because this is, and frankly, this is why a lot of black people get pulled over. And Native American people get pulled over. And Hispanic people get pulled over. All of a sudden, the schnoz comes in from the back of the, the squad car. And, all right, everyone out of the car. <coughs> We're doing a full search. And that's not justifiable cause. Plus the fact that it's legal now in the state of Minnesota. So I smelt dope. I mean, I, I guess maybe what the Supreme Court really did, the Minnesota Supreme Court, what they really did here is kind of realize, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, it's a legal substance. So do we allow the smell of a legal substance? be like saying I searched a car because I smelled cigarette smoke. Well, whoop de freaking do, man. <laughs> that doesn't justify a search. So I think I, I got, okay. I think in the, the whole thing, when you look at the whole thing, the reason why this is getting tossed at this point is because we have legalized dope and you can't just, you know, I smell a large Slurpee, and I'm going to search it. You know, it's a legally sold product. It's okay, perfectly fine. That being said, it should have never been the standard because there's a lot of people who currently are in jail because Johnny Sniffs decided to do a search only because they smelt marijuana. So it'll be interesting to see if this gets reapplied to any other cases. We'll be back tomorrow. Native Roots Radio is up next. Till tomorrow. See ya.